Welcome to the Coconuts Podcast. Today is July 1, 2022. The Coconuts Podcast is your home for top trending news and pop culture from all across Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. From Manila, I'm Sam Beltran. And from Jakarta, I'm Andra Nasri. Okay, so Andra, what's up? What have you been drinking? What, in fact? Well, you, can you hear me? Take, hang on, here's a little bit of um, ASMR. I hope we don't put anybody off. Mm. Oh, there, yeah. That sounded like a sip. Yum, like yum. A good one. I am drinking my oat latte. Actually, oh. it's not latte when it's um, chocolate milk, is it? Then it becomes cha oat something mochaccino. I don't know. Like you're the bougie one. You're the one who goes into all oh these. Oh my god! Really fancy cafes with like manual brews and not and whatnot. And oh my god! Probably made out of the rarest plant. Do not bougie shame me, okay? And for the record, I never take like I I don't know what's up with you and your vegan milk substitutes. Okay, I don't know. Maybe like a chocolate milkshake. I don't know. <laughs> what? No. Um. So I drink oat because not for veganism or anything like that. Oat milk on coffee just tastes a whole lot better. It adds like a nutty quality to my cup of joe. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I love that you just went all like foodie, like bougie, I don't know, restaurant cutting in there. Oh, it just adds like a nutty quality. So I Yeah, it does. It really, really does. <laughs> no, I was just thinking how much better it would be if this cup had a certain other kind of um, very relaxing quality to it. Ah, uh, but what do you have that would, in mind that would there? Be, that would be quite uh, improbable if not impossible illegal to, probably <laughs> illegal <laughs> to get in indonesia you know what i'm oh, talking about sure wink wink but it does sound like we're going to be talking a lot more about that in a place where it is legal so we mm -hmm. are having somebody coincidentally named milk <laughs> our coconuts <laughs> back i didn't realize that <laughs> when we were going into all of this oh my god this was this is perfect. I know, right? Like it, it just all aligned <laughs> together. Yeah. But yeah, we're so stoked to have Milk over, who's gonna talk to us about how week one, roughly, or like I don't know, it's been a couple weeks now, right? Yeah. That yeah. you know that weed's been de facto legal in Thailand, and yeah, yeah it's whether we should chat. venture on a trip to Thailand soon. Maybe. It's a maybe yes for me. Anyway, before we do that, <laughs> let's do the top stories of the week. From a man painting artwork with his teepee to alien worshippers in Bangkok, Coconuts TV brings you wacky and impactful documentaries from across the region. Don't miss out! Head down to our Coconuts TV YouTube channel to subscribe and enjoy. Alright, before we get high, uh, I'm going to have to take this back down to earth with a series of stories in Coconuts Jakarta. We've covered this quite extensively. So basically, there's this very popular chain of nightlife establishments called Holy Wings in Indonesia. Oh, that's what they are. Yeah. So um, would you, would you say now. that they're kind of like a Hooters? Is that like a Hooters situation? No, no, there's no... Um, no scantily clad women. 
Yeah, no yeah. degrading women or anything like that. It's just, you know, well, a place okay. to let your hair down. And most of the outlets are bars and nightclubs. And there, there, are, there are 36 of them in all of Indonesia, 12 of which are in Jakarta. That's a lot. So what happened was last week, late last week, Okay, just for context, Holy Wings is, is you know, <laughs> it's 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 like the young people's hip place to be, right? So they got to be edgy. Okay. You know? Sure. They've been quite edgy. They they violated our pseudo lockdown during the height of the pandemic. They still opened and all that and they got a slap on the wrist for that. But late last week, somebody posted a free drinks promo which said that people named Muhammad or Maria would be entitled to a free bottle of gin at Holy Wings. Okay. Do you, do you see the problem with that? Um, it's because Muslims aren't allowed to drink. Exactly. And Muhammad is the, oh, holiest, the prophet. The holy prophet. Exactly. The holiest. He's your Jeebus. Yeah. Kind of. He's not the son <laughs> of God, but he's like, he's, he's the last prophet. Okay. Like the ultimate prophet, right? And oh Maria is, uh, she's also a figure in Islam. Like, you know how Jesus is also an Islamic prophet. And Maryam, who, she's known as Maryam in Islam, and she's the mother of uh, Jesus. So, yeah, there's like there's that Islamic connection there too. But Maria is also an important figure in Christianity and Catholicism, as you would know. And yeah. so a lot of uh, Christians and Catholics were pissed too. So a lot of people were pissed by this promo. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, so they took it down. They apologized. And the Holy Wings management basically threw six employees. Um, under they worked, the bus? Yeah, Holy they threw them under the bus. So these are like oh promotions, marketing people. Uh, oh, and they man. claimed they had no knowledge that this was going to be printed, published rather. But, oh. you know, the scandal did not end there because you know how blasphemy is a serious, serious crime in Indonesia, right? It's like five right. years in prison if you commit oh, blasphemy. okay. It's serious. So, like, regional governments ended up shutting down Holy Wings across Indonesia. Like, uh, in, in Jakarta, though, they shut down all 12 Holy Wing bars and clubs on the grounds of... You know, they carried out an audit after the scandal. They car carried out an audit and uncovered various breaches of administ administrative requirements, like oh. some bars not having the license to serve alcohol. Oh, that's and, pretty uh, bad. Yeah, and and some some only had the license to sell alcohol, but not serve them on site, which they have been doing. Oh. So yeah, this sets up a whole lot of shit show basically holy wings when they pleaded for sympathy from the public not to pressure authorities to shut them down they claim that they have more than three thousand employees in their mm. 36 bars and clubs right that is 2850 of whom are muslims and they've they've been that's that's been their line this whole time they're like please do not uh, shut us down like so many employees and their families depend on us to make a living but they got a lot of the, like the bars got shut down anyway. And they said, most recently, they said that they're going to pay their employee salaries this month, but they don't know what's going to happen in subsequent months. So uh, hopefully this gets resolved somehow that would, 
you know, not put the employees in such a in such dire straits. Mm. That's pretty sad. So yeah, we'll have more updates on that. I'm sure <laughs> very yep. soon. Absolutely, more on coconuts Jakarta. So from blasphemous food and drink news in Jakarta, we go to more wholesome news where um, Jollibee in Malaysia just engaged in the most wholesome fast food dance battle against the mascot of Nando's in Malaysia. Mm. I Cute. know, it's so adorable. I mean, I've never had Nando's, but it's all over the news. What? No, we don't have Nando's in the Philippines. I mean, like, of all the franchises that we have, like, we've got Shake Shack, we've got Popeyes. We don't have Nando's. You have Popeyes? How lucky. No, yeah, but we, do. we don't have we don't have Nando's either, but um, I would often stop uh, at a Nando's in Malaysia or Singapore. And um, when I, where I grew up in the Middle East, we had Nando's too, and it's just the best. And in Australia... Funnily enough, I was gonna say, Oz, the yeah. spiciest Nando's I've ever had was in Australia. Funnily enough, no. So don't 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 underestimate in, the people down under. Yeah, um, like in Malaysia, it's just a tad too salty. Everything is a tad too salty. Not just the chicken, like the oh rice my god, this is this rice. is you, this is you being Indonesian and just being like, oh, you know, we do things in Indonesia better than Malaysia. <laughs> Oh no 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 no! I'm not no. Let's not go down that road. Okay so, then, oh. let's move on. I don't want to ruffle any feathers over like no. Rindong or anything. Anyway, yeah, both of them have chicken dishes, right? Like right. I would yes. assume that yeah, yes. like yeah, Jollibee is fried and Nando's isn't presumably. Um, so bro. there's no yeah. So there's no like direct competition there. So yeah, I'm but not- they did. I know, but so yeah, Nando's got on the the Jollibee social media train, and then they posted like this video of Jollibee just like walking alone in a mall, which is presumably like in West Malaysia because Jollibee only mm. has two branches in Malaysia as of the moment, and the other one's in Sabah in Kota Kinabalu. So yeah, so they posted a video on TikTok, and then suddenly it just shows them like if you go on to Coconuts Manila, you would just see them engaging in just the cutest. Like in, in the cutest, like, and it sounds like festival music, right? Like one of those, <laughs> I don't know, like, like, I mean, like, I guess it's fitting for the brand, but it does sound like it sounds festive for sure. And then they're just like skipping to like the beat of the drum or whatever. And it's so adorable. It's so cute. And then, you know, obviously people loved it and they were all like, oh, I want to grab Jollibee's and Nando's because it's so wholesome. But yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Jollibee is actually like really a heck of a dancer in the Philippines, you know, like Jollibee mascots are actually pretty popular for like dancing. Like, so, you know how you have like children's birthday parties at a Jollibee Mm. and then Jollibee dancing is always like the star of the show. So the host goes, okay, kids, who's coming out? It's Jollibee. And then he just comes out and then does like, I don't know, Gangnam style or I don't know. What oh, wait, it is. is it like a trademark dance? The ones I've seen in the birthday parties I've been to, it's just normally like whatever the hottest dance is of the day. Oh, so I wouldn't okay. be surprised if I, like, for example, if I had like a niece or a nephew who had like a birthday at Jollibee, I wouldn't be surprised if they would be dancing now to like a TikTok dance. You know? <laughs> so it's a shame that I was hoping that you've had, you've tried Nando's. Um, I guess, you know. That's a journey we have to take together. Because you've never had Jollibee either, 
right? No, I've not. No. Yeah. 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 Guess I'll have to find out for myself one day in when Malaysia. When opens. Oh yeah, yeah. when you go uh, when if when I don't know when yeah for Singapore they have Jollibee there yeah so they've got Nando's in Singapore right they do yeah oh my god they have everything let's get it on let's get it on with a chicken known all right let's go somewhere where they don't have either Nando's nor Jollibee nor Bali <laughs> Bali okay this one's this one's a little, <laughs> this one's a little embarrassing. For the people. Okay. Well, maybe not. Well, you be the judge. So Julia Roberts, quote unquote, returns to Bali in an upcoming rom com with George Clooney shot in Australia. That is so, yeah. It's a, <laughs> well, uh, we'll give you the reasoning later. So, okay. Um, you remember that. Julia Roberts was indeed physically in Bali to shoot Eat, Pray, Love, right? Of course. How think, could one forget? I think that movie was um, came out in 2010. She is kind of back in the Island of Gods for an upcoming romantic comedy flick t- titled Ticket to Paradise, in which Julia oh Roberts God. and Jorge Clooney is like, uh, their two divorced parents flying to Bali to sabotage a planned marriage between their daughter, played by Caitlin Dever. Dever, I don't know how to pronounce it, but oh my god, she was excellent! Like I can never get this out of my head. She was excellent in the Netflix miniseries Unbelievable. If you oh, haven't watched it, it if no. you haven't watched it, you should. It's one of those rare shows that I had to watch like all eight eight one hour long episodes in one sitting oh no seriously way. it's that good anyway <clears throat> okay played by her and a local man named good played by a french indonesian actor maxime boutier but the film's principal photography actually took place in queensland specifically in the whitsunday islands which is which is actually like really really beautiful by the way if you, if you haven't been so it took place, the shooting took place between November of last year to February, which you may recall was when they had the strictest travel restrictions in Bali and, you know, in Indonesia at the time. So mm. I guess they had no other option but to find a location that, you know, kind of closely resembles Bali. You know, it's not exactly the same, but they did apparently try to get, try to make it look as Bali-esque as possible by bringing in like local fishing boats and beachside huts. Let me get this straight. Was it, was the entire movie shot in Queensland or just the principal photography and then they... It seems like the entire movie was shot in Australia. Because there was no record of Julia Roberts and Jorge Clooney ever coming to Bali over the past couple of years. Of course, because otherwise Coconuts Bali would have been all on it. Exactly. Like Coconuts Bali can sniff out like when a porn star comes onto the the island. Let alone alone Julia Roberts and Jorge Okay. Okay, but maybe one, like, I guess I would have only seen it in, like, I would choose to see it in the movies if they had chosen to do an Ocean's 14 instead. 
Because it's George Yo. Clooney and Julia Roberts. What? No, I what? mean, if this was the 1990s, those two together would be somewhat appealing to me. But I think oh. Julia Roberts especially has lost her sheen a long time ago. Oh, my God. You're ageist. Kidding. No, it's not that. I mean, she was great in that movie. But, yeah. I didn't even watch Eat, Eat Pray, Love. Okay, okay. Let me ask you this, though. Have you seen the trailer? And if so, does the scenery look convincingly like Bali? I guess if you squint. I mean, if you don't squint. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, I my mean, God. Beaches and clear waters, kind of, I guess. But, mm. I, but Bali's, um, you know, ocean waters aren't that clear. So... Oh my yeah, god. We'll yeah, we'll see it when it shows in the cinemas, probably. Over to Coconuts, Hong Kong, where a video of a six-year-old kicking an infant in Tin Shui Wai Sports Center drew some outrage among many netizens in Hong Kong. What is wrong with you? Oh my god, that is crazy. Okay, so a 27-second video that was posted on an Instagram page called Civil Secrets Hong Kong on Sunday. You could see the boy uh, walking over to step on the back of the baby who was just crawling innocently on the floor, not knowing what's about to hit him or her. So it took place at a playroom at a Tin Fai Road Sports Center. And naturally, the baby started crying immediately after, adding that the parents at the scene said that it was not the first time the boy had been seen doing that oh he's a little rough then i know i mean i i don't know how to feel about it because i mean to be honest and not to sound like the least maternal person but i have had my fair share of like shitty kids of kicking kids right no shitty kids i mean i've had like i mean i've come across shitty kids but i've never i've never heard of a of a kid just you know, walking over to a baby because he was bored and just stepping on its back. And oh, that's, I a, mean, the wor- that's a rare breed. But they, I they know. Just, you know what their parents would be doing while their child does that? What? They're, they're probably... No, yeah, no, they're, pro- they're probably on their phones. Like, they're the kind of parents who don't... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...give a shit or teach their children manners. Oh, my God. That like that is my exact problem with a lot of shitty kids. So, mm. but yeah, like speaking of shitty parents, so the mom of of the six year old, because obviously the baby's mom was pissed, right? So yeah. like the mom, or like the mom of the six year old went over to the baby's mom, didn't offer any apologies, and just said, "Okay, so since my son hit your son, you can retaliate by hitting my son back," which is like this is I exactly why you would take up that offer. <laughs> like, no, I wouldn't. Oh my god, like this is why people shouldn't like not all people should be parents. Like that's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like this is why we have so many shitty kids running around because they've got shitty parents. Mm, so indeed. yeah, so obviously there were a lot of people who were, you know, pissed by it. Yeah, I'm 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 probably gonna sound like I'm putting myself on a pedestal here, but I don't give a shit because I'm a fucking awesome dad. So, you are. Yeah. So oh my god. You you went through all the trouble of all those sleepless nights 
and all the consoling whenever your kid cries and all the, you know, teaching them good manners and all that. And you go to a public place and, you know, maybe you work most of the day, most of the week, and you have some time with your kid and you take them to a playground where you have like two hours or so with them. You don't see the need to actually be present for your kid with right. your kid. Like you just sit back and go on Instagram. Like what? Then why? I, I see it as like, you know, these parents, they take their kids to the park or the playground or whatever just so and that's they their job get... done exactly and it's like okay okay i'm taking you out you know you can just run around i don't give a shit like just don't bother me and my only fans page i don't know <laughs> uh, yeah i mean like where i live too it's it's even worse than that like my kid's seven and there are kids younger than her who are just you know let out of let out of the house without any supervision whatsoever and there are like we live in an area where cars drive by pretty fast you know oh my like, the God. least you can yeah like i'm surprised i'm shocked that there hasn't been any incident and i hope there will never be one but i know um, that would be jack horrible. just fucking keep an eye on your kid and when you do keep an eye on your kid be present for them yeah i think we all agree then shitty person parent thing giving birth to shitty baby one idiot parent to idiot person cop this time so uh, Coco singapore published the story headline yikes singapore police officer allegedly caught posing inappropriately beside dead body oh my god oh my god what the <clears> fuck <throat> So a Singaporean woman is taken to social media to accuse a police officer of behaving inappropriately next to the body of her deceased relative. So the woman, whose name Tracy Lim, confirmed to Coconuts that a masked male police officer posed with his hands up in V signs, like the peace signs, both hands, next mm. to her deceased auntie. Ah, while conducting an investigation into her death in Sarangoon this week. Oh to quote her, God. she said, I took this photo to inform my family members of my aunt's passing. I didn't realize that the police officer posed in the photo until my brother informed me about it. Okay, wait. What I want to ask is, did he see her taking the photo, which is why he did the peace sign? Or... You know, it looks to be the case. Like it. That looks to be the case because he... Like if you look, if you go to Coconut Singapore and you uh, go to this article, it does look like he is either he's doing air quotes to this cop who is beside him, or oh, he, that like, but sound but like more me. likely he's it looks like he's looking at the camera. Yeah, he's like photo bombing, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know that this is the relative of of the victim, and oh maybe he's just trying That's... trying to light. Lighten the, the mood. I don't. I don't have oh no idea what's God. going on. God, still though. Yeah. yeah. So after the story was published, the Singapore Police Force, the SPF, which reminds me of sunscreen for some reason, um, they put out a statement <laughs> saying that they have apologized to the family of the deceased, admitting that the officer behaved inappropriately and will be taking disciplinary actions against him. I mean, they didn't look, say why like, I, he did it. And I mean, that's just, guys, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why that's 
why a lot of people are just idiots, right? I mean, I understand mm. that probably for, for the police officer, this is probably like the nth dead body that he's seen. And at this point, he's desensitized. Like, I don't know, I mean, though, but this is know. Singapore, like low crime rate, right? Low murder. True. Low- mm, true. So over to Bangkok in higher news where a Mexican joint in Asok is now slinging some MJs, wink, wink, alongside tacos. Uh, it's a great lead up to our interview later with Milk in a bit. So yeah, June 9th, the day that cannabis, aka marijuana, was decriminalized in Thailand. And, you know, like many others, you know, you've see, probably seen on Coconuts Bangkok, you know, bars are just, and cafes are just sprouting up and yeah. serving marijuana, like wherever, right? And another, you know, one other establishment that's gotten on the, uh, the Wee train is the owners of Tortilla Quemada and yeah, which is basically like a, it's a taco shop in Asok and they've uh, taken to open their own marijuana shop called Sensi. Uh, so this is owned by Colin Stevens and Phil Araik. So yeah, it's, it's a, the name Sensi is a play on the word Sensimia, which is the Spanish word for the seedless female buds, which contain high levels of THC and dirty factoid for you. Uh, <laughs> So semilla, so like the name is San Semilla, right? And semilla mm-hmm. in um, in Spanish means seed. And in Filipino... Um, oh, I know where this is going. Oh, yeah. Semilla is the word for semen, which is an appropriate translation of the word, of the Spanish word. Nice. I mean, yep. ew. Ew, but nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so apparently the, the guy, um, Colin Stevens, he's been quite prepared to roll out the, this retail aspect of, uh, of marijuana for a while now because he grows his own uh, vertical weed garden where he supplies weed to the government. So he produces strains. Uh, it's a vertical cannabis farm that produces strains for the government pharmaceutical organization. And now he's able to do it for his own business. Yeah, so within a week of um, legalization, uh, Stevens and his partner, um, Phil, opened Sensi just next door to their two-year-old Mexican eatery. And if you go on to Coconuts Bangkok, you can see just how much. Like, So they offer up to 12 strains, right? But um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about the prices. But, you know, um, so an orange kush, for example, will set you back 550 Thai baht per gram to a hybrid called Truffle Monkey, which is 990 baht per gram with a THC level as high as 26%. So yeah, but, and they apparently offer like everything from like local strains to import strains. So yeah, the most popular strain they say is the fast acting energetic sativa, which is called Jack Herrer, which is 800 baht program which is supposedly liked for its pine scent earthiness and pungent spiciness and the buds on sale will rotate periodically and as to why the prices are quite high and uh, they said that they just follow the market prices which while currently pricey is normal because legalization is only a month old and when the market price comes down they're going to lower the prices too 
And it's not that. Like, the prices aren't that bad. I mean, I guess it's like equivalent to a joint, right? Yeah. From the perspective of a tourist, if a tourist uh, goes to Bangkok specifically to do this, then, you know, you probably have more than enough uh, to buy. Mm, that is true. Jack Harris or Truffle Monkeys. I guess. Yeah, that is true. Like, I guess for the tourists, maybe maybe for locals, yeah. it's a bit steep. But, you know, for, yeah. for tourists, it's not a bad. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad not deal a bad at all. Great. So, yeah, wait, so they have taco joint uh, next door to their new semen named um, <laughs> marijuana, whatever, dispensary. Right. See. Si. They don't mm-hmm. mix the two together, right? No, they don't. So apparently, and I hope we get to learn more about it from milk later. So apparently, um, putting THC into food or drinks is off limits. Unless they mm. say it's under the statutory limit of 0.2% content. So I'm assuming if it's not THC, then I mean, because I am I think I've seen like some food places in, in Bangkok or wherever with with some marijuana in it but just not THC so Mm, right right yeah Mm. so yeah so So, you can go to you know which is interesting and then exactly and then when you get the munchies you could go to the taco place which is like when you think about it it's a really smart business decision right i mean it is yeah good on them (laughs) that's very smart all right uh so yeah that story brings us nicely to our interview segment where we get to talk about all about the weed situation in thailand with milk so stay tuned in a bit So we have with us Coconuts Bangkok reporter Milk, uh, who will talk to us about marijuana being pretty much decriminalized. So in case you haven't heard, since June 9th, was it, weed is all but legal now in Thailand. And, you know, we do want to get into the nitty bitty, all the details surrounding what it is you can or can't do. So, so it's such a, it's such a pleasure to have you on board again with us, Milk, to talk about this Whoa! very very important issue. Hi, guys. Hey, Milk. It's so great to talk to you again about weed <laughs> again. Yeah, again. <laughs> okay. Well, I do I do want to kick us off with this question for you, Milk. I mean, right. um, feel free not to answer, but like <laughs> now, I feel like. There is no judgment whatsoever for you to, if you want to answer this, yeah. are you high right now? <laughs> oh my God. There's no, there's oh, no yeah, legal. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Good. Okay. You're nice. in the perfect I mean, state of mind to, to answer our question. I so. wish, I wish we were doing this on video and then we could yeah. just see her like smoking a joint right in front of <laughs> us, Andra. It's like, more just, like a yeah. bong now, actually. Oh, it's a bong. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. There we go. You just I mean, I love, I, I love how we can just ask that and Milk can just answer that without any worry whatsoever. No self-censor here. <laughs> no self-censor. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. But okay, so oh, it's been right. it's been a couple of weeks. It's been like three weeks since it was legalized, right? Yeah. Um, specifically, it was decriminalized. Marijuana was de- decriminalized in Thailand on June 9th. Could you recall what the atmosphere in the country was like then, when it was no when weed was no longer criminal in Thailand? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that day was pretty early for me because, like, I I was gonna join the Coconuts TV team to this. Uh, it's called Highland Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they they were they they were already there shooting what's going on there, and I just joined them. It was like uh nine in the morning, and like I saw when I was at the cafe, I saw a, like a long line of people waiting to get into the store, which was gonna sell uh flowers for the first time mm. ever. Oh. Yeah, historic. Yeah, historic day. Yeah, and I squeezed in and saw so many reporters and journalists like they try to get a shot of the first customer buying the first weed. And yeah, I I interviewed the lucky guy. He bought like two grams. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he smoked it right away. <laughs> no, actually, you can't. Like, you cannot uh, smoke uh, on the streets or in the public. So yeah, oh. he brought uh, the package home, and yeah. I hope he smoked at home and smoked it right away. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Yeah. Then he smoked it right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that day, actually, I and Coconuts Bangkok editor Todd, we in the afternoon we also went to the second dispensary, which is nearer to our office. It's called Sukumweed, like oh. clever name. <laughs> yeah, Sukumweed. because it's not the. Yeah, Sukumweed, and um, we talk. We interviewed the owner, who's like a former actor, which I recognize from my like childhood. Mm. Yeah, so we got the gist of the story that like he was an actor and he smoked weed like twenty years ago, and he like got fired, and now he like in the business, legit business, weed business. Come, yeah. it came full circle for him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so okay, so remember when we were talking about um, weed last time, um, before it was cr- uh, decriminalized uh, mm-hmm. milk, uh, we were talking about people's attitudes. But I wanted to ask you, like, what have their like people's attitudes been like towards weed recently? Like, has it changed? Mm-hmm. Is everybody like on a high about legal marijuana now, or are there still like those few that feel like the Thai government should not have? De facto legalized marijuana. Yeah, uh, definitely not everyone is happy about this. I mm. mean, uh, even some pro cannabis people because they think that it's a bit too early to legalize cannabis. Because like right now, is is uh, I don't know if it makes sense to you guys if I say legal vacuum here because we are waiting for the cannabis act to be in place, which means like right now uh, there's no rules. Ah. about the let's say like amount you can buy per person mm. something like that or about the weed delivery can you do that like there's no law uh yeah. right now uh yeah no cannabis act in place right now to like regulate on this so mm. yeah uh some people really worry about children and uh maybe some weed shops around the schools or mm. how like underage people got it and use it in the wrong way, something like that. Yeah. But like, when is that uh, thing coming? Like, like the specific rules is that coming anytime soon? It it should be soon, like later this this year. But it's being inked right now, and it should pass in the parliament. Like, I don't know. I really hope it it's coming like in a few months. So right now, people are like. Yeah, so this happening like the stores can sell weed right now because there's no 
regulation that they need a license or mm -hmm. you know what whatsoever. So yeah. So when that comes, do you think um, the freedoms that consumers and sellers now have, do you think that's gonna basically just be put in check, or is it gonna go all like be removed? Entirely. I think some some things are gonna change. Like uh, let's say I, I don't know. I'm really like just guessing here. It could be that mm -hmm. like the stores that sell weed, they might need to obtain a license or get approved by narcotics board or something. I'm just making right. this up. Yeah. Right, so right. Um, yeah, I, I talked to a few uh, dispensaries owners, and they said yeah, they 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 gotta be prepared for that. Too. Okay, so to clarify, there mm -hmm. are like bars that sell weed, mm -hmm. but you can't consume them there. Like you, they just sell it, but you need to take it home. And not really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. There's uh, a legal vacuum for you. Let's say that because, yep. like, when when you say that, like, uh, smoke it privately, it could be that mm. that bar. Okay, let's say. Okay, this this might be a bad example, and I might regret later but let's say toss bar <laughs> okay. oh my god <laughs> okay like okay he he sells some buds and he has a de designated area on the rooftop that you can go mm. smoke uh lie on a bean okay. bag and like snooze there so so in an establishment bar. like a bar you mm -hmm. can quote unquote smoke privately and yeah and it's big okay yeah, as long as you don't okay. like quote unquote bother the neighbors or yeah. do it on the street right yeah yeah definitely not on the streets uh or like anywhere in public no okay so interesting i think that, yeah that that also brings us nicely i think to the next question mm -hmm. uh you know for you know for for the stoners new and old in thailand uh, do you think it's more popular to just buy and own weed at home? Or would they rather consume it from the bars or, I don't know, cafes that offer them? I think it depends, though. I mean, like, I, for me, I, 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 I'm not a fan of smoking alone at home. Really? Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I prefer to go out, smoke with friends and, like, get... You know, I knew somebody friends. who... <laughs> who like to um, smoke alone because then yeah. he or she would not be <laughs> not would not be judged by others mm -hmm. for just eating like a damn pig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so get, get the munchies there. Um, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends though, because sometimes it's just like uh, to chill at home, watch Netflix, get the munchies. Yeah. Have some chips, yeah. So yeah, it, it could it could be both for me. Sometimes mm. I just buy some butts and bring them home. Well, it's just it's just great that you now have the freedom to choose. Yeah, <laughs> I have options. <laughs> uh, speaking of options, yeah. Um, what what are what is the or what are the most popular types of weed products being sold around Bangkok uh, uh, today these days? Wow, I have been to like a few, like four or five dispensaries so far. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know, to me, the sky's like limit here because like I have never heard some names like uh, mac and cheese, 
Uh, <laughs> wow. Girl yes. Scouts cookies. Oh know, my god. <laughs> oh my so god. Many. They sound like dessert stores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many. Uh. So many names. Uh. So many strains out there. Um. But uh. Last night I tried like white widow. So smooth. So woodsy. I, I love it. Oh. What about like pineapple express or? Oh, I have them in my cabinet. You have those right too, right? Too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There, there a lot of uh, stuff that I like. Wow, it's like it's great that I I could explore some of them. Like uh -huh. ha I don't know if you heard like truffle monkeys. Yeah, I heard. I, yeah, in one of your those, stories, I, yeah. Yeah, those smells so great. Oh, yeah. and like I remember so, like, like blueberry strains. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I heard about the blueberry strains. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, wow. But like you know, um, with all those things, like, do you have a favorite, or do the, um, like do people are certain strains selling out more than others? I think the the one that sells out more is the Pineapple Express. Mm. Of course. Yeah, but not not every store has it though, because some have would tried? have like their own like uh Thai Thai grown strain uh-huh yeah so it's more like local so 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 how expensive is it how like oh. how how much is how much would a gram of pineapple express be compared to like a local thai strain okay pineapple express is 600 baht ever actually at one store that per i gram? went so per gram so to usd it is 17 17 dollars 17 Wow. Yeah, so I think it's a bit high in the market right now. Mm. But um, yeah, so uh, one owner said when the market price, like in general, come down, he will he will set the price down as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And what about what like about the local strain? Local mm. like how much, how much is it's like two hundred baht. So to USD, huh. it's like five or six dollars. Yeah, not that bad. Is, are they? Are they That's potent? The like bad. the local strain? Yeah, local strain. Are are they potent? Like, do they give you a good high? Yeah, yeah. This one called Thai Loy. It's like, <laughs> it's it's like a, a it it plays with the name like Thai floating floating Thai. Uh -huh. Yeah, that one's good too. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So uh, the price in general, if you ask me, I think it's a bit high, but I I really hope that it comes down pretty soon. Mm. I wanted to ask you about edibles, though. Is mm -hmm. that a thing? Yeah, like, is it is it popular? Like, is it all is it legal and is it popular? <laughs> edibles are still illegal, unfortunately, because oh. uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> because I, mm -hmm. I I I love some like gummies and brownies once in a while, but mm. um, by the cannabis de decriminalization right now, it specifically says that the extracts with uh, TSC levels cannot exceed above uh, 0.2%. So uh, when they mean extracts, that means like uh, edibles, resins, and oils, mm. and stuff that, that, that like not the flowers itself, you know. So no yeah. space cakes then? No, <laughs> the same, uh -huh. yeah, off limits. Okay, uh, yeah, but speaking of like, you know, you like zero point two percent of THC. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, being yeah. So speaking of that, um, you know, since you know there are people that aren't allowed to smoke in public, and mm -hmm. you know all these other restrictions, have you heard about any weed-related arrests in relation to those violations made lately? Not 
Well, no, not really. Actually, I made a, a call to uh, Tong Law Police just two weeks ago, like just to mm-hmm. make sure because like Tong Law Police, they are like infamous for arresting foreigners for drugs, right? Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, I made a call to the chief of the police station and asked him like, if uh, is it okay if I carry weed in my pocket? And this, he he told me that it's totally okay as long as I don't smoke on the streets. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, so far, and there, uh, so far, there's no arrests on uh, possessions of cannabis as well. Great yeah. news. Then. Awesome. So I do feel kind of uh, safe now. <laughs> well, and uh, uh, another thing is that, like, if you like actually smoke in the public, you wouldn't get charged for drugs anymore. Too. You you get charged for a uh, public nuisance. Is that does that carry a heavy fine? Uh, a bit. It's up to like hefty fine, but it's it's like definitely after like you get a warning by a police and they they wouldn't just like arrest you right away. You know? Well, right. Get, like, like especially like, if, if you're like a tourist, right? Because you guys mm-hmm. do need tourists right now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so speaking of tourists and whoever wants to come to Thailand to uh, mm-hmm. explore. Um, <laughs> <the> one. <marijuana laughs> so at at Coconuts Bangkok, you guys came yeah. up with a very handy weed map that tells oh, yeah. people where they can get their hands on some weed. Uh, who came up with that idea? Was it, that genius idea? Was it? It was Todd, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I don't know. It just okay. like keep growing, and I cannot like just write like East Dispensary like. <laughs> for one article this this right. gonna be too much work for me so uh yeah we came up with the uh the weed map and uh, nice we still adding more later this week awesome and, like i'm pretty yeah. sure soon enough that map will be f- like full of um, <laughs> dispensaries but anyway have yeah. you, like yeah ha- so you haven't obviously you haven't tried every single dispensary listed on the map right um actually each of us went to most of them like i went to wow. these five dispensaries and nikki's like he he, he was just connoisseur <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we just take turns right now you guys take your field work seriously i'm very yeah. impressed <laughs> oh thank you it's for work andra <laughs> <laughs> wow. so yeah any 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 thoughts on the on the dispensary so far do you have any favorites uh yeah have you made reviews i i just think uh that each of them has it its own like character and uh, unique strains, mm. of course. Uh, like last week, I went to this uh, taco place because I I covered the place before two years ago during the pandemic. And right now, the chef and owner he opened dispensary like next door. Mm. That's pretty Clever. cool because right now you have a cause and a cure for the munchies at the same place. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> a cause and a cure. <laughs> yeah, well, very well put. Very well put. <laughs> yeah, so I I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So okay, uh, we're nearing the end of this very very insightful interview, but um, uh, we had to we have to ask you this. So mm-hmm. with weed le- legalized and you have a buffet of strains um, mm-hmm. at your disposal, from local weed to important uh, imported ones, excuse me. Which one is your absolute favorite? And like you would recommend to a visitor to Bangkok. Oh no, this is the tough one. <laughs> because so far I've tried like so many and I, I love 
experimenting with so many kinds of strains that I could. How write. about rank them? Yeah. Oh, rank them. Okay. <laughs> like the the top one would be the truffle monkeys right now because it doesn't okay. sound very appetizing. <laughs> I mean truffle. I, I mean I don't know what the monkeys for to be honest. Like truffle, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, but monkey. <laughs> Andra, are you like the one who hates like truffles in food? No, no, I like truffles. Not oh, really? truffles. I, I like real ah. truffles. Uh, yeah, yeah they, it, it's the monkey part. Yeah, then yeah, the okay. Truffle monkey number one. Yeah, or Jack Harrow one. Mm -hmm. Jack is called Jack. Uh, Jack Harrow. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's it's at the the recent dispensary that I went to. It's like it comes with like the highest TSC level at the store, like as high as twenty six percent. Yeah. Wow. So that gives you a good high. <laughs> Probably like how how many like how many hits do you have to do before you before you get high? Uh, it depends on the person as well. But I mean, like for me, for okay, hmm. yeah, I smoke a joint. That would be I don't know a joint. I think mm. a joint. You you have to smoke a whole joint to get high. But also because milk yeah. is pretty. I mean, you. I You've think built up the I'm resistance. assuming exactly the <laughs> resistance. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You're a okay. Pretty uh, user. Okay, milk. You so don't. You don't have way. to. Yeah. You don't have to answer this um, mm -hmm. if you don't. If you don't want to, but I'm going okay. to pose this question to you anyway mm -hmm. because you know you are living that life um <laughs> and not not everybody not everybody in this like entire world get that privilege this privilege right. but mm -hmm. anyway um just to prove a theory i have mm -hmm. how would you compare the quality of the high before and after decriminalization mm. <laughs> you, mean, you don't have to answer high. it if you don't want to i totally yeah. understand <laughs> After the legalization, I could get I, I get to like explore more stuff, mm. and they are more quality like in the market right now. So like you you don't have to hide anymore, and you don't have to go underground and let get like sometimes like shitty weed, you know? Mm. Right, right. So I would say that after legalization, definitely I get more quality high. Mm. Yeah, because of the yeah. yeah, exactly. Like this is the very reason why you know, just for everybody's safety, because everybody's gonna smoke anyway. You know, mm -hmm. exactly like, yeah, for everybody's safety and the health. Um, yeah, yeah legalize, legalize the shit out of it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for answering that. That that really, really answered. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, my answered my like a curious point I've had in a while. Curious point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Uh, if uh, talking about that, I I definitely think that uh, the cannabis act should come really soon because like right now people they they are like okay there's like people struggle with information right now and misinformation mm -hmm. and they're like our daily headlines in Thailand would be like okay some local media just they just put out that like okay uh, underage teenager they just smoke weed and like got high and one of them like harmed himself or really? got like wild and i okay there's there's no uh more evidence that what happened actually you know so i really want to like yeah uh, i i'm highly you know skeptical I mean? of that yeah, like me too. People hurting themselves or others after smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. Like or stoners <laughs> are like the laziest, <laughs> yeah, drugged up people. 
ever. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, only a few days after the legalization, there would be like some headlines like that. Like a man cut his own penis because he got high. No way. Penis. Yeah, oh, there was like you know, definitely. You know what? Would, you know what would the what the regular man would do after getting high? <laughs> You know what they would do? Like, if this was penis related, right? You know what he would yeah. do? He would just stare oh at his god. penis and be and be, and, and be like, "Oh my god, why is it shrinking? Or, or, or why is my Oh my god, yeah, that does sound accurate, though. Why is my why is my penis shaped like the way it's shaped? That's how yeah. a man would be. Like, a man would not cut off his penis after getting yeah. So I really was Please. so skeptical on that. Like, I it it really likely that he was high on something else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, dude. It was mixed with something else. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that like that attracted some negatives, uh, uh ne- negative comments from audience, of course. Like, oh, like let's like don't legalize weed right now. It's too early. Blah blah blah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those people should try them for themselves and see. I know before before making any comments, dude. Yeah. So I really think I do think that people should get more information and I don't know, just get educated more. <laughs> well said. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, before we let you go, Milk. Uh, but this has been a very insightful um conversation Indeed. about weed. Yeah, so do you have any tourists, um, like mainly <laughs> probably two co-workers who want to fly and get high? <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, just just come and use it like responsibly. Do not mm-hmm. smoke it in the public. Uh, don't bother the neighbors. Do not smoke and drive. Yeah, I, of course, you guys know that. Uh, yeah, and, and another thing is that just have fun, I think. Uh, you... Go explore at dispensaries and have a good time. Oh, and mm. uh, you must not like buy the butts and like bring back to your home countries, of course. Oh, oh yeah. Oh God, no, yeah. no way. Do, yeah. do not I do that, guys. Or but thanks for saying that because I'm sure there are there. There's gonna be people who will try try to pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I don't know. Like okay, like domestic flights here. I and Todd just call the aviation authority and they confirmed this that it is okay like to fly in thailand and carry weed Mm. but uh outside the past few days there were like embassies like germany's embassies or singaporean embassies they they just like issue a statement that you should not fly to other countries and carry weed weed but like obviously you can't smoke in your hotel, right? Because you know hotels these days, most hotels have no smoke, like strict no smoking policies anyway, right? Ah, hotels, yeah. But like maybe can probably, can you yeah. can you probably maybe check? Maybe, are that. there like hotels where you can like smoke in the balcony? I'm sure there are some because that that would yeah. be the same as a smoking cigarettes, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because like as long as you don't bother the neighbors and not get like complaints i think you can interesting awesome yeah but definitely i will get the bottom of this like uh if there's <laughs> any hotel that like bans this but i don't think there's any yeah yeah wow well there you have it some very important tips and advice from milk in case you sure. do want to go to bangkok and i would probably or add to anywhere. that 
I would probably <laughs> add to that. Uh, please head on over to Coconuts Bangkok and more than anything, check out that very, very handy weed map where <laughs> that is so helpful. And it keeps growing. Yeah. And on that note, Milk, thank you so much for coming on to the show you, again. Um, I'm you sure this won't be the last talk time. Talk about weed uh, again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about me. weed. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about weed maybe on this podcast, maybe in Bangkok. We'll see. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Milk. Have a great thank day. Thank you, guys. Milk responsibly. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Like my mind is like low key blown with just all like by all the things that we've talked about with with milk. And you know what I love about the whole legalization aspect, like the fact that it's legal now in Thailand. You know how like when they talk about weed now, they sound less sketchy and they sound more like it's like they're wine connoisseurs or whatever. Like, oh, this is like a nutty flavor. Yeah, <laughs> she she sounded so casual about it all. I was honestly, I was worried about asking a few a few of the questions, you know, in fear of incriminating her or anything like that. But yeah, but like it's like she's talking about I don't know coffee or whatever. That's probably like, my favorite thing about it, like not I actually smoking or anything like that, but just the relaxed attitude towards a plant that is you know that doesn't kill anybody. Yeah, it's harmless. I don't think. Yeah. So, who came up with all this nonsense about it being Anyway. Anyway. Note, yeah. And um, so, yeah, if you do want to head on over to Bangkok, do keep up with all the latest at Coconuts Bangkok. Check out and, that um, weed map. Yeah. And please do not bring any back home to your buds country. Home. Because any buds back home. Because I, no, I like that. That was a point where, like, that I didn't realize would, you know, would actually be a problem. But considering how many idiots there are in this world <laughs> i can see it being a it needs to be said it, it needs, needs to, to be, be said. said exactly and on that note let's call it a day we'll see you again right. next week the coconuts podcast later bye thanks for listening if you'd like to support coconuts and our weird and wondrous stories you can become a coco plus member at coconuts.co slash membership Make a patron payment at coconuts.co slash patron or buy your fresh merch at the coconut shop at shop.coconuts.co. Advertise with our in-house agency Grove. Fast, funny, digital. Join forces with us to slay buzzwords, rise above the noise, and sow the seeds of something great. Get in touch via coconuts.co slash grove. Subscribe to the podcast and leave reviews. Tell us how you feel and what you like and don't like. We're excited to hear from you. The Coconuts Podcast delivers impactful, weird, and wondrous reporting by our journalists on the ground in eight cities. Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong, Manila, Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur, Yangon, and Bali. Listen to headline news and insightful interviews on matters large and small designed for people located in or curious about Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. The Coconuts Podcast is a Coconuts Media production. Our hosts are Sam Beltran and Andra Nasri. Our executive producer is Byron Perry. Our production manager is Clarissa Cortez. And our editors are Vivian C. and Paul Medina.